0: Health versus weight. Can you be healthy at any weight?
1: When we're trying to fit into a box, whether it's a box of expectations about our job, about our parenting, about our life, when we're trying to fit into these expectations of a box, we're always going to feel like we fall short or we don't fit.
0: The only thing I had control of was the food that I ate and my ability to control the number on
1: my scale. Your value is you. You don't have to be the best business owner and be the best mom and be the best kid in order to be valuable. is the Well-To-You podcast, and we are your hosts, Caitlin and Sue. We are moms, Pilates enthusiasts, health coaches, and supporters of all things wellness. We are here to remind you that a holistic approach to wellness
0: allows you to thrive in a life of health, happiness, and vitality. Hello, and welcome to today's question and answer episode of the WellTU podcast. It's a new thing that we're doing for the summer where we are talking all things circle of life topics on Tuesday and then answering your questions on those topics on our Thursday episodes. And today we are going to answer some questions regarding health. So this week we talked about the circle of life topic of health. And we got just a couple questions that you know really centered around a similar topic. So we're going to kind of boil this together and talk about this. And what these questions really narrow down to is this idea of health versus weight. And can you be healthy at any weight? And I think this is a really important topic because this is something Sue and I have been chatting about a lot because you don't know me. You don't see me, (laughs) but I am very tiny. You know, people meet me and they're like, oh my God, you're so small. Like I look like a 12 year old, but I have really, really severe body dysmorphia, like really, really bad. And I struggle with it really, really hard, sometimes more than others. But recently it's kind of like reared its ugly head again. And so this is something that I have this kind of idea, something I've been really struggling with, particularly since I have been different weights and I have been different levels of health. And I think that this is an important topic for you too, Sue. And this is one of the things that we we really relate on. And one of the reasons that we have this podcast is to help our listeners realize it's not your weight. It is how you feel and how you're nourishing your body, mind, spirit, soul, all of those things.
1: Yeah, this is definitely something I also struggle with. And for me, a lot of times when it comes back is when I'm under what I would consider like a good amount of stress. So Mm -hmm. and not really stress. It's when Life feels out of control. So if I, if there's sort of these external forces that are pulling a lot of expectations out of me and I don't feel like I am able to be in control of my own time and of my own life, then that's when it starts to come out because my answer is to control my food. Yeah. My food intake. Right. So it's like rolling around inside of me right now because it's the summer now and this is airing. But in March, my dad had a lot of health issues. He had a stroke and a heart attack. I have my own business. I have three kids. My dad is not married and I'm an only child. So it's, you know, a lot of it is my responsibility. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And that's hard. It's hard when your life, you know, already fell so full. Like for me as a mom and as a parent, not having like a ton of people really local to help, having a husband with a very busy job, it's like... Our life often feels super maxed out mm-hmm. already. So then if like something else comes into the mix, it's just sends me right over the edge. Yes. And I have been probably more successful in staving it off this time than any other time in my life. And I've done a lot with like tapping and, and meditation and that kind of stuff. But I definitely am, I'm, I'm noticing it because I started running again, which I'm like, Oh, well, yeah, <laughs> I, you know, I think I thought that that was a grand idea. And then I'm like, why am I doing this again? <laughs> um, because really, am I doing it because I'm feeling that pressure? Mm-hmm.
0: And I think everything that you just described of all the other things that
1: really impact
0: you are what we have been talking about with our listeners. It's all the other things that impact your health that are not Mm -hmm. food-related. And I'm the same way. Like, my way of controlling my world is controlling my food. And that was one of the reasons that I became an anorexic in high school, was my world was so out of control as a teenager. My parents were getting divorced. I was fighting with my friends, starting a new school, all of these things. And the only thing I had control of was the food that I ate and my ability to control the number on my scale. And so it became an obsession very early on for me. And I was so, I was young. So I wasn't aware at the time of like all these other things that impact your health that weren't weight related and they, they do, there's a balance. It's a, it's, it's a scale, not a scale, like weighing your body scale. It is a a balance between food that is health and mental Mm -hmm. elements that are health. And I will say though, this is, this is why this is a really timely topic. I think is (laughs) My, my therapist last week told me I need to get rid of my scale because I have become obsessive over it. Literally, I weigh myself close to 10 times a day right now. And this is not a healthy thing, and I am not telling our listeners. So I want to just be very clear, like, if you have an eating disorder or disordered eating, this topic might be triggering for you. And so it's just kind of a warning. But I have just—I'm being completely honest and very transparent right now is— I have to get rid of the scale because I literally let my mental state revolve around the number that is on that scale right now and it started and this is the really sad part is it started when my husband was saying he wanted to start like getting in better shape and getting healthier for his climb up Mount Rainier. And I had just graduated IIN. And so I was kind of trying to put into effect some of the things that I learned through IIN. With that, I started to kind of come up with recipes and, you know, play with the food and the kind of principles around eating in our house. And that was when we started to do like more of the plant forward, plant-based eating and people like, oh my gosh, the things we're eating are completely nutrition. It was, I felt really happy with the balance of nutrition that was going into not just my body, but my family's body. And I felt good. And my husband started to lose weight and I started to gain weight and I was like, wait, what? <laughs> and like... I wasn't doing it to lose weight. I was doing it to be healthy and to feel really good. But when I started to see that the numbers on the scale were not matching up with what I was putting into my body, it triggered me like big time. Mm -hmm. And all of a sudden I went into this mindset of thinking, I'm really good at hiding it too. I'm really good at like hiding um, my obsession over weight by saying I'm being healthy. (laughs) So this this is such an important
1: concept right now.
0: I felt good, but the second I saw the numbers, I didn't feel good anymore.
1: So I have kind of the opposite problem. I have not weighed myself in probably 20 years. year ago, I was like, yeah, that's like, I'm awesome. I have no problems with my body. I have no problems with my health. I have no problems with my weight. My body image is awesome. And someone challenged me last summer to think about like, am I okay with my body? Am I in a healthy body place if I can't weigh myself? And I was like, oh, I'm like, the fact that I won't weigh myself means I'm still having some issues surrounding it because I know that the number on the scale will never be what I think it should be. Right. So I have just chosen to, like, shut that door. Mm -hmm. So somewhere between what both of us are doing is actually (laughs) a healthy balance.
0: Yeah, exactly. And I think the problem is, is that we um, and this actually goes to one specific question on this topic that I think is really important is that we, I mean, I particularly, I I think that a lot of us in our generation of the age that we are in this like mid thirties to mid forties generation, were raised with parents in the eighties. And the big thing during that time was low fat, weight loss, skinny, skinny, Mm -hmm. skinny. And you know, I'm I'm not blaming my mom. But I do believe that a lot of my body issues, not so much my body issues, I've always been tiny. I think that my obsession with food began very early on because I saw and heard just a world around low fat, low calorie. And then my mom did have disordered eating too. I wouldn't say she had an eating disorder when when I was born, but when she was uh, um, in high school, she did have anorexia also. So I I think it, it began there. And then, like I said, the mental issues around like being able to control my weight through controlling my food really did happen in high school. And I ended up going to a nutritionist. I was very unwell. Like I weighed 79 pounds. I was growing fur. My skin was gray. Like I was Not well. (laughs) And so I ended up going to a nutritionist that specialized in eating disorders in teens. And one of the big focus topics was nutrition. So yes, at first we needed to just get calories in my body. So it was like, start eating stuff. That created a ton of anxiety in me, obviously. I still struggle with that. Like, oh my gosh, if I gain one pound, I'm gonna gain a hundred pounds. This is a problem in my mind. This is not for our listeners to like feel that way as well. I don't believe this about our listeners. I don't believe this about my clients. This is me personally. But but I think that... The thing is, is and I have two boys, um, so I feel like it's a little bit different raising boys than girls in like the body image world, but I think it's still important. But my older son is a little heavier. He is built like my husband, which is heftier. And my younger son is built very small, like me. And what I have been trying to focus on with them that I think was different than what I was raised in is to think about the value of the food that you put in your body, not from a, oh, it's going to make you fat standpoint, or, you know, oh, you're never going to lose weight, or you know, not focusing on that, but saying, like, you know, we don't want to eat a lot of sugar because sugar, you know, isn't great for our cells and our bodies are made of cells. And we want our cells to be really, really healthy so that we have the energy to do the activities that we love to do. And, you know, not foreboding these things, but just teaching moderation uh, and teaching healthy decision-making from a literal nourishment standpoint. How does that make mm-hmm. your body feel? When we eat pizza all weekend, by Sunday night, you boys are really lethargic and you don't feel good. But mm-hmm. then during the week when we eat a lot of vegetables, you sleep better and you wake up feeling better, right? And and they get it. And I mean, they're young, So I'm not like I don't try to make it heavy for them, but I do try to teach the value of food versus the outcome of food, if that makes sense.
1: Yeah. And I think that is really important for all of us. I think it's also um, and maybe as the kids get a little older and they start to like identify a little bit more with like the things that they love to do and the things that they do. So like for me, I have, you know, some a, a son who wants to be a professional dancer and variety of things like that. You know, I all three of my boys have played soccer growing up. But it's like also kind of saying when you put good food in your body, you can Run faster, or you can jump higher, or so how does the food that you're putting in parlay out to your body? Mm -hmm. And I think also it's about sort of trying to separate. I think growing up for me, it was a lot of I was good. If I was getting good grades, if I was skinny enough, if I was dancing well enough, if I was showing up in class the way that I needed to do. So it was like my value was so tied into A, the way that my body looked and B, like what I was producing. But I think trying to show people that they're showing your children, showing yourself, showing your friends, but your value is you. That you don't have Mm -hmm. to be the best business owner and be the best mom and be the best kid and get the best grades and be the fastest one in the field in order to be valuable. And that's, I think, Mm -hmm. what I didn't learn growing up. And that has led to a lot of struggles in my life and something I'm still really, really working hard on. But I think if we can get that way, like, right, you know, I don't, you know, I think that that helps immensely.
0: I think it's one of the things that you and I are so similar on because this is the same thing I struggle with. And it is. So much of my value is, or in the past, was tied to my looks and the money I could make. Mm -hmm. And breaking free of those two things is really hard. But again, that goes back to this conversation of are you healthy? Or are you skinny? Mm -hmm. And those two things are are mental, spiritual elements that contribute to a lack of health. So it doesn't even matter what the weight is on the scale. But if you have some of these other things in balance and you're nourishing your body and you feel good and you're sleeping well Mm -hmm. and you have healthy relationships, can
1: you be healthy? at different weights. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you can. Right. I think it's this idea of, you know what? You ate the bad thing over the weekend, you are not bad. You laid on the couch, you know what? You are still valuable, but you are so Mm -hmm. valuable that you want to take care of this precious commodity that you have, which is your healthy body, and you want to feed it with nutrition, you want to to nourish that gift of a healthy body that you have, Mm -hmm. and it's sometimes reminding yourself, you know what, I'm still here, and other people don't get to be here because of X, Y, and Z, but I get to be here, and I'm going to be the best that I can be by taking care of myself. Yeah,
0: I think that's a key point. And and I want to I want to make a a comment because there was this thread that I saw on social media this past week. It was this beautiful, amazing, strong Pilates instructor and her handle is Fat Body Pilates. And she was doing a really hard exercise, a teaser on the long box on the reformer, balancing her cat on her stomach. I mean, I can barely do this exercise. It is a very advanced exercise. And she executed it beautifully. So it was a reposted picture and she is super strong and amazing, but she does not have what some would say this quote unquote Pilates body and you can't see me, but I'm doing quotation marks because You know, I think that that's something that we've been trying to get away from is this idea that in order to do Pilates, you have to have that like teeny tiny dancer like body, which is a bunch of BS. And we feel very strongly about that. Freaking amazing woman. Super, super strong. Somebody commented on it saying like, hey, yeah, great. You're strong. But I don't think that it's valuable for this profile to promote obesity. And it was like. What? Yeah. Like it just. What took me so aback because in that in that picture, I saw this amazing human, strong as fuck, doing a really hard exercise, and somebody felt the need to comment that it was actually promoting obesity. Mm-hmm. And I think that that really goes into this topic. Is again, can you be healthy? Can you be strong? and not be there's so many skinny people that are not healthy. Yes, I, 100%, you, one of them. One hundred percent.
1: Like yeah. I was
0: one of them, and people are like, "Oh my god, I wish I had your body." And I'm like, "Do you? Do you wish you had my body?" Because I am really, really unwell. Mm-hmm. Like I am not healthy. Mm-hmm. So all you see is that I'm very, very spilt and tiny. But I am not. Now I am. But at the mm-hmm. time, I was not strong. I was not healthy. My mental health was shit. My spiritual health. was was terrible. So sure, I was this teeny tiny thing on the scale, but I was not healthy. So what is the right answer? What is the right answer? Can somebody who's healthy? Absolutely. I think
1: the right answer is to recognize that we are all different and none of us should be trying to fit into anybody's box. And I think when we're trying no. to fit into a box, whether it's a box of expectations about our job, about our parenting, about our life, about the way we work out, but when we're trying to fit into these expectations of a box, we're always going to feel like we fall short or we don't fit. So it's about, like, embracing diversity.
0: Mm -hmm. I think it's also turning an eye inward to -hmm. yourself and really doing a scan of how do I feel? Mm -hmm. How, and this is the same thing we said about teaching our kids. Like, Mm -hmm. how does that make me feel? Did I sit on the couch this weekend because I was avoiding something that I that I don't feel mentally good about? Or did I sit on the couch this weekend because I knew my body needed that time to recoup? Mm -hmm. Those are are two different things. You can still be sitting on the couch feeling lazy, but in my case as a projector, that fills me up. And that Mm -hmm. is exactly my self-care. So mm-hmm. I think we do need to turn an inner eye to say, how am I nourishing my body? What are, what are my motivations around this? And what are all my elements of health that are not the scale? I should take my own advice.
1: <laughs> I think that's the perfect questions to leave our listeners with. And listening to how riled up we got about this topic, I feel like maybe we need to come back to this topic in September. But for now, we're going to leave you with Caitlin's amazing questions and just thinking about like, how often are you trying to fit yourself into somebody else's box? I agree. All right, guys. See you next week.
0: (laughs) Did you love this episode?
1: Support us by leaving a review and following us on Instagram at WellToYouPodcast.
0: Get to know me, Caitlin, better on Instagram at Conscious underscore, core, underscore, Caitlin
1: And me, Sue, at opal, underscore, wellness, underscore, studio. We clearly love our underscores. <laughs> underscore that.